This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, August 13th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Workers' comp bills pass. How to fund a Delta plan. Rising seas threaten fresh water. And Pence launching Aggies for Trump effort. Workers' comp bills progress in legislature. Legislative committees this week passed three bills related to workers' compensation for essential workers during the pandemic. Recent amendments indicate the bills will continue to evolve, with authors saying negotiations with stakeholders are ongoing. The bills seek to extend Governor Newsom's executive order in May, which removed the burden from workers for having to prove a COVID-19 infection took place at the work site. Instead, the order allows employers a 30-day window to dispute the claim. One bill being proposed is similar to that order. Another, Assembly Bill 196, includes a conclusive presumption clause which would remove the opportunity for an employer to dispute a claim. It also extends the time period included in a claim to 90 days after leaving a job. A number of agricultural and business groups oppose both bills. They argue AB 196 is much broader than the governor's action and would, quote, create an astronomical financial burden on businesses. The third bill focuses more specifically on firefighters. On that note, a bill related to notifying H-2A workers of their rights has passed a powerful committee, Assembly Appropriations. Meanwhile, a bill that divided the ag community over byproducts used for cattle feed has been pulled ahead of its committee hearing tomorrow. How to pay for water blueprint. In the AgriPulse West newsletter this week, we detailed a new proposal to sustainably draw more water from the Sacramento-San Joaquin Delta to replenish groundwater in the San Joaquin Valley. During a panel discussion yesterday, Fresno State water expert Thomas Esueda detailed a few funding options the Water Blueprint Coalition is considering to cover the $7 billion cost. One funding mechanism would be state and federal grants of a billion dollars each. Another would be $300 million from cap-and-trade revenues. The other two were forms of taxes a surcharge on water users, and a sales tax of about a dollar for every $200 in goods. These eight counties in the valley are quite a powerhouse in terms of ag production, said Esqueda, explaining that translates into buying power when pooling resources. Lisa Bryant, a political science professor at Fresno State, ran a public opinion survey with valley residents on the funding options. She found support for a special sales tax, but cautioned messaging would be key to voters passing a measure. Those who were more skeptical of the economic outlook would still support the tax, but hinted that partisan opposition to the measure would be likely. Sea level rise is looming threat for farm water. In a new report this week, analysts are advising the legislature to maintain focus on sea level rise in California as they deal with the pandemic. Among the many ways this climate catastrophe could wreak havoc on property and the economy is by creating more salt issues for the state water project. A rise in the San Francisco Bay could lead to levee failures and push salt water closer to the pumps in the Delta. 
This would contaminate water going into canals. It would also force the state to direct greater flows of fresh river water into the delta to push back those tides. Saltwater intrusion is already a major issue for delta farmers. USDA seeking more local produce for food boxes. Companies looking to obtain contracts for the third round of USDA's Farmers to Family Food Box program are being told to specify fairly precisely in their applications what areas they will be serving. USDA also is looking to ensure that locally grown produce get included. In a webinar yesterday, Agriculture Marketing Service Contracting Officer Hillary Cole said prospective offerers need to list the city, state, and zip code. She also emphasized that contractors will be responsible for the cost of truck-to-trunk delivery to recipients and not try to pass those costs on to nonprofits. In the third round, AMS also was trying to make sure locally grown produce gets the combination boxes, asking for one or two locally grown fruit and vegetable items as available. AMS recently expanded the types of boxes it is seeking in the third round, adding a meat and egg or egg products box and a dairy box with fluid milk. Meats allowed now include pre-cooked or frozen beef and turkey in addition to chicken and pork. Can Trump maintain his rule strength? Vice President Mike Pence is scheduled to be in Des Moines, Iowa today to formally launch the Farmers and Ranchers for Trump Coalition. The event is set for this afternoon on the state fairgrounds. Pence also will speak at a town hall sponsored by Heritage Action, the political advocacy arm of the Heritage Foundation. Why it matters? Well, President Trump and Republican congressional candidates will need to run up big margins in the rural Midwest. But Democrats are going much harder after the rural vote than they did in 2016. Democrats don't have to win rural areas, but they do want to hold down the GOP margins. To that end, an anti-Trump group called Rural America 2020 held an online event for reporters yesterday to attack President Trump's record on trade and agriculture. Farmers from Iowa, Ohio, and Minnesota said Trump hasn't delivered on his promise to boost the farm economy, citing, for example, the 4 billion gallons of ethanol usage waived by EPA. There's a liquidity crisis today in American agriculture, said Iowa farmer Doug Thompson. Rural America 2020 President Chris Gibbs admitted that most farmers still strongly support Trump, but he said that farm wives are really going to be key. They look at things with a 360-degree view, whereas farmers are more monofocused, he said. Here's today's He Said It. I'm not willing to acknowledge that yet, but again... I'm not in the room. That Senator Roy Blunt, a Missouri Republican, when asked by reporters whether a coronavirus relief package is unlikely to pass before the end of September. Both sides continue to be at an impasse. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, August 13th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Chuck Alley.